comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No Google. No Amazon.com. No email. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hey everybody, it's the Walking Dead TV Podcast, episode 20. It's the big DVD release party. Well, I don't know if it's quite a party, but we have lots of things to celebrate. This I'm is drinking John. sangria. Excuse me? I said I'm drinking sangria. That's enough of a party for me. Yes, you are celebrating, Jordan, because it is spring break. Uh, Jim Whoop. is celebrating the newest member of the HHW LOD family, which we will talk about in a second. I am... Semi celebrating the one year closer to death day, and Russ, I'm sure, is celebrating something. Did you put out a fire or anything recently, Russ? Um, no, unfortunately, I, I, I did not. I did um, help my son rewire his entire car for dual amps, new speakers, and a big ass subwoofer. What's he well, rocking on that sound that's system? That's reason for celebration. Is yeah. he like a big White Snake fan or something? Like, what's he gonna be? <laughs> what's he gonna no. be rocking on that system? Probably a lot of um, hardcore rap. I was yeah. hoping Slayer or something. <laughs> Way to bring the no, podcast to he, a screeching um, halt. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the boy didn't get his part out. The boy didn't get his music taste for me. That's for sure. <laughs> it's kind of uh, fitting that we're doing The Walking Dead tonight, Jim, because the delivery room can definitely be a horror scenario. But uh, sounds like it went pretty well. Yeah, everything went fine. Uh, to those who don't know, what we're talking about. Uh, my wife and I just had our first child, uh, Violetta Beatrix, uh, 8 pounds, 12 ounces, Saturday afternoon. Congratulations. Uh, everything's great. Uh, Mom and baby are fine, and uh, they're coming home tomorrow as we record this. So. Awesome. Yay. It's funny because there were a lot of times we thought it was go time up until it was go time, so I kind of felt like you know, the, you know, the, uh, um, the NORAD or whatever being at eternal readiness, you know? She got me up a few times at like 5 in the morning. It's go time. It's go time. We rush and we get to the hospital. No, it's not, you know. Finally, when it was, it was a, almost a relief. So, But now that everything is uh, done and you know, everybody's healthy and happy, it's a great relief. So I've had about four hours sleep since Saturday morning. So uh, you have to bear with me tonight. We better get a move on before all of us are out cold. We are the walking dead. <laughs> Spoilers. So this is going to be our... DVD release episode. We're going to kind of go over the fine points of the Walking Dead DVD Season 1 and Blu-ray that just came out this past week. But before we get started, I think Russ is going to do the sponsor business. Yes, this episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast is, of course, brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can find tons of great discounts on all kinds of stuff. And some stuff they've got going on this month on sale you can pick up um, Chris Roberson's and Mike Allred's iZombie. Number 13 is being solicited in the March solicit, so you have to the end of the month to get your order in for a buck seventy-nine. So that's, uh, again, huge, huge discount. If you haven't been reading iZombie and are a fan of The Walking Dead, 
um, I would definitely give it a try. It's very irreverent, kind of offbeat. If you are familiar with Mike Allred's um, style, he did the comic Mad Men. He did a run on um, X-Force and Ecstatics. Um, it's, it's a little cartoony, um, but it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's almost kind of like um, that show Being Human, except there's a zombie, um, a 60s uh, go-go girl that's a ghost, and a were-terrier. Not a werewolf, but a were-terrier, um, which, is, which is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I've loved Michael Allred's uh, art for a long time. It is kind of a kooky, kind of 60s style. He did that Metamorpho uh, series on uh, the Wednesday's comics. And like you said, um, it's kind of weird because Madman was a zombie too. His name was Frank N. Stein. So yeah. it's kind of, uh, he's kind of flipping back to stuff he's done before in the new series. I'll definitely have to check it out. Also on the site, they've got um, some sweet, sweet deals for Dynamite with Army of Darkness. They've got Army of Darkness um, 1 through 8. I'm sorry, 1 through 12. Um, and they're all 35 cents a piece. So these wow. are like 2.99 comics, yes, for 35 cents a piece. Um, so get them before they go. They also have Red Sonia, which is another uh, Dynamite property, 51 through 54 for 99 cents. And they also have um, 28 Days Later, number 1, for 55 cents. Um, so if you want to try and get caught up on some zombie-related stuff at a really good price, check out dcbservice.com. Walking Dead Weekly soliciting in March is 18, 19, 20, and 21, all for $1.79 a piece. That's a great deal. I mean, at that point, you're practically getting them for the trade prices. Pretty much. Especially if you add in our special code uh, on your first offer with DCB Service, you can put in code WD8 and get an extra 8% on top of all of their super duper discounts. For first time. Orderers, or if you haven't ordered within a year. Oh, that's a nice little caveat. I hadn't heard that version. Jim, we also have another sponsor that we need to mention, don't we? We do indeed. Uh, Scream is Britain's premier horror magazine, your best source for horror movies, DVD and Blu-rays, reviews, previews, celebrity interviews, books, games, film festival reports, comics, and pretty much anything else you can think of in the world of horror. The magazine is published bi-monthly and available at all good news agents and bookstores across the UK, and copies are also available online at www.screamhorror.com. And we, as a group, collectively, the uh, Walking Dead podcast, we're lucky enough to do an article for said magazine. Uh, it's coming out at the end of the month, the March 31st issue. Uh, so if you want to check it out, uh, please do. It's, it's almost like a fact. Uh, we kind of had, it was almost like a round-robin discussion about what we liked, disliked, when we thought about the series. Um, it, it was really interesting, the back and forth of ideas, I thought, the way we did it. So check that out in uh, Scream Magazine. ScreamHorror.com, I believe. Is that correct? That is correct. ScreamHorror.com. You can order the magazine and uh, you check out our article in it. Like I said, uh, March 31st, the end of the month. Yeah, when that hits, we will be tweeting up a storm and buying several hundred copies probably to gloat and hold it up with our finger pointing at it for Facebook and stuff like that. <laughs> I'll have to consult my news agent. Yes. Okay, I'm going to, before we get into a little bit of news, I'm just going to catch up on iTunes reviews. I think we have two since the last time we recorded. We are always appreciative of iTunes reviews. Keep them coming. They certainly help our exposure within iTunes, which is a good thing. I have one from Eric Evans, the best Walking Dead podcast out there. Five stars. 
had to make an account just to leave a review. Like the title says, this is the best Walking Dead podcast out there. Entertaining and spoiler-free. I especially love the fact that they are now going back through the comics issue by issue. Great podcast. Well, we started going back to the comics issue by issue, but we always have all this great stuff to talk about. And uh, going issue by issue is a little bit of a drag. But uh, hopefully we'll get back to that. What do we do? One? Is that what we got through? Issue one? Yes. Yeah. Well, two is a good issue, so I'm sure we'll revisit it shortly. Jordan, you have news aplenty. Oh, there is tons and tons of news as we get closer and closer to season two of the show. Uh, The first one, though, not show-related. More news on the Walking Dead video game. Robert Kirkman, the writer of the series, has come out and said a little bit about the video game. This is what he says. He says, with the episodic nature of how they make the game, that is uh, Telltale Games, who's making the Walking Dead video game, they can make a level and release a level, then make another level and release that. So the game would come out in a pretty rapid succession. He also said, you'll be playing as characters from The Walking Dead for sure, and on different levels, you'll play different characters. And he also said regarding the violence, which we've definitely seen in the comic and on the television show, he doesn't think they can avoid making it graphic with something like this. He's ex- he says to expect that kind of stuff. So uh, we're looking for <laughs> we're looking forward to a very, very violent video game. I would love it if they did it in the style of, uh, of the art of the comic. I mean, they could easily do so. They just use the existing assets for the characters, you know, transpose them. But Definitely. Yeah, there's no, no word yet quite on how the game is going to look, but uh, we'll probably have news on that soon enough as, uh, as it get, gets released. Count me in as cautiously optimistic. <laughs> of course, of course. So the Paley Center for Media puts on the Paley Festival every year. That's where they take uh, television shows, bring in some of the cast and crew, and we'll have sit-down Q&As with them and discuss the making of the show. This year they did The Walking Dead. So there's lots of news coming out of that and out of other talks that people have had with the creators and Robert Kirkman and the people behind the show. So pretty much all the other news we have this week about the show comes from either the Paley Festival or other various interviews. But we do know some information about where season two is going to go. We're going to stay away from spoilers in the way we give out this information. We're going to be as vague as possible. But if you've read the comics, this will give you an idea of where they're going. If you haven't read the comics, uh, it'll just be some nice background information. We're going to be heading for farm territory in season two. Uh, Comic book readers definitely know what that means. Farm is going to get us closer and closer to some of the major set pieces that we've had uh, in the comics that people certainly do love. No word on who's going to play any of the new cast members or anything like that, but I'm sure they'll find some awesome people. Also, we got some news on characters. Now, we talked about the character Michonne or Michonne. uh, I believe that was last episode. We had that big debate, and we were saying that, oh, we can't wait for her in season two. Well, the new word is that for sure one character, only known as the governor, and we've talked about him before, will not be in season two. Also, he is not uh, Merle Dixon, as we kind of thought before. We thought maybe he'd be connected. They could still be connected. But Robert Kirkman has said for sure they are not the same character. And he has said that Michonne and Tyrese, who are two characters very much beloved in the comic, are not confirmed for season two yet. They may show up. It's certainly possible. It's not 100% that they won't fit in. But looking at the timeline right now, they will probably be more season three characters. I I like it. It sounds like more of the same, where we're going to get our main story points and characters being included. But it could go in whatever direction, you know, the TV show decides to go with it. Of course. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with them pacing it out a bit. I don't I don't need to see everything all at once. Yeah, there's no rush. You yeah, know. <laughs> the zombies aren't in a hurry, so neither should they G- be. Given the ratings of the show, 
and, and now, you know, who knows what season two will bring, but, you know, conceivably, even if it holds its own or even falls off a little bit, the ratings are still much better than either Mad Men or Breaking Bad. And those things, those two shows are both still on a roll. So I don't oh, yeah. see, I see this easily going, you know, three, four seasons, if not five or six. So I feel pretty confident that we're going to get enough of a, of a run out of it to, to see all the cool stuff that we know from the books and, and then some. I think uh, the inter- an interesting thing to to point out too is, I mean, all the tangents that they took in just the six episodes that they've already released. Um, this is going to give them a lot of room to breathe, you know, for the story to breathe, and you know, for that identification with the characters that's so strong in the comic to come through in the TV series. I think. Yeah, definitely. And, and as you know, speaking of tangents, one of the tangents from last season was the CDC. That's how the season ended. That's not from the comics, but it was an interesting addition. Uh, Darabont has said that they are going to pick up right where they left off for season two. So it's not going to be like a six months later or a year later or even a week later. They're going to pick up pretty much right after that last scene when they went on the road after the CDC blew up. So we're going to get a very consistent and uh, momentous, I I should say. They're going to keep the momentum of that last season. I've also heard, Jordan, I don't know if it was the same article. It might be a different article and you may be on your way to get to this point. But uh, they mentioned a love interest for Glenn coming up, which if you can connect the dots to comic readers with the farm and the love interest for Glenn, you could probably figure that out. But that'll oh, yeah. be interesting. <laughs> I know he's a character a lot of people like, so that, that will bring something to the table. There was um, uh, an interesting thing on AMC when they had the Walking Dead marathon last week that I DVR'd with uh, a roundtable with Frank Darabont, uh, Gail Ann Hurd, and Robert Kirkman where they were very much talking, uh, at least in the one part I saw, where they were talking about how characters really what drive the story, you know, not the uh, the set pieces or the uh, even, you know, the, the zombies or the horror itself. It's really driven by the characters. I mean, they really seem to have a good grasp on what makes the story work, you know. Definitely. And they also mentioned in some of these articles that they're going to continue, speaking of the characters, they're going to continue focusing on that tension, to put it lightly, between Shane and Rick. They're also going to be focusing a little bit more on Andrea and Lori next season, so they'll be broadening out those characters. I know from the comics, everybody uh, loves Andrea for sure, so it'll be awesome to get more of her character. Bear McCreary, who did the music for season one, we interviewed him oh, way back in maybe episode three, I think. He's going to be on with the show in season two, so that's awesome. It's great to have him back. I really love what he did with the music there. Also, we've talked in the past how Charles Egley, he was one of the writers for season one of The Walking Dead. He left, and that kind of started the whole, they're firing the writers thing, which kind of didn't really come true. It's it's complicated. But he went on to do his own show. He's going to be doing Powers over at FX. They have officially greenlit the pilot now. I know we've talked about this a bit in the past. Um, but one thing we hadn't talked about is they're saying that possibly Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica might be taking up the role of the female protagonist in the book. Katie Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, she was also in a recent, I guess the last season of 24 she was in. Yeah, uh, but and she Battlestar Galactica is probably the thing she's most known for. Yeah, she had a, a short stint on the short-lived Bionic Woman series. Oh, that's right. I forgot about it. She was like the evil Bionic Woman, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The crazy right. one. <laughs> Version one. But yeah, she's definitely got the look for the character, so uh, you guys know she's- the book better than I do, but... Yeah, she's definitely feisty enough to be Dina Pilgrim from Powers for sure. And you you need someone who's like, I mean, Dina is very is, is small, looks like this you know petite you know um, you know pixie cut uh, female, but she you know holds her own with 
the entire police force and doesn't take any crap off anyone. I could definitely see Katie Sackhoff like playing that after her portrayal of Kara Thrace in uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yes, I'm I'm holding out hope for Kristen Bell. <laughs> Kristen Bell would be a good choice too. She's feisty enough, but you need somebody, I think, who is you know could definitely like hold their own and have like have you know a lot of spirit. You know what I mean? And I mean I think she'd be a good choice too. Who's the uh, female lead in Tron Legacy? Is it Olivia Wilde? Olivia yeah, Wilde. Wild. I oh, vote yes. for her to be in anything that's on a lot. Uh-oh. <laughs> Has someone dethroned Katy Perry in your heart? No. Olivia Wilde did a stint on the TV show House for a couple of years. I was going to say, she was on House. Yeah, that's where I saw her for the first time. Did she wear black spandex with light-up lines and stuff? No. no. I think mostly like hospital uh, doctor's gowns and such. Well, that doesn't sound very interesting. And one last bit of news this week. It's kind of sad, but not terrible. Uh, You guys all know Hulu, of course, the website where you can watch any television show pretty much as long as it's on ABC, NBC, or Fox and some cable networks, but usually on a delay. Um, They have, this is the second year they've had it, the best in show for Hulu, which is a bracketed voting system where people get to vote uh, on what their favorite TV shows are. They're in the middle uh, the very middle, actually, as we record this for the season two uh, voting for that. So Walking Dead made the running in the first week. And they every year they have a television critic come in to like give different points about the show. Week one, they went up against Dexter. And the TV critic who was is running this year's is uh, Alan Sepinwall. He worked for New Jersey Star uh, Ledger a few years ago. But now he works for uh, HitFix.com. And uh, he had to say this about the show. He said, this zombie drama's pilot episode written and directed by Frank Darabont was a little masterpiece of quiet, tense dread. The five episodes that followed were noisier and more tonally inconsistent, but Darabont and company made this zombie apocalypse seem like a place worth spending a lot of time watching. And so the show went up against Dexter for season or for, for week one of voting. And unfortunately, they lost 58 percent to 41 percent. So that means Dexter went on the next week. They very easy. Dexter very easily beat Glee, 66% to 33%. But this is where you come in. Currently, Dexter is up against How I Met Your Mother as we record this. If you go to Hulu.com slash Best in Show, you can get your zombie revenge on Dexter and vote for How I Met Your Mother. Or if they go on to the next week, you can vote for whoever uh, whoever they go up against that week. But uh, yeah, check out Best in Show for Hulu, of course. And uh, I like Hulu. Does anybody else use it that much? Or? I... I used it like when it was the new thing, and I kind of forgot about it. Um, but it seemed like a very good service. Yeah, I usually watch it for like SNL digital shorts and things like that. Oh uh, yeah, occasionally get stuff there. I probably watch more shows on Hulu now than I do actual TV. I mean, I don't watch a whole lot on on uh, either, but um, definitely Hulu is just more convenient than than watching it whenever it airs. Yeah, I, I tend to just DVR everything, so. I usually don't don't catch it. Although we had our NBC through Dish Network was blacked out for like two weeks or something weird like that. It was kind of strange. All right. So I have an update on our buddy Jack, who, uh, as many of you might remember, is our 12-year-old listener who snuck to watch the Walking Dead television show originally. And then I think his mom found out she was okay with it. Uh, we've had a little bit of an ongoing saga. And he also mentioned that he was going to be filming his own zombie movie with some friends. So we have a little bit of an update here from Jack. Hey, guys. This is Jack again. Um, I'm calling in to say that uh, our movie, or at least some of the zombie movie, uh, shot 
weren't part of the school, but it is uh, an independent one. It's not, we don't have any help from the school, um, but it's not our, it's really not even good, but it was, we tried to do that, but <laughs> it worked out sort of well. Um, my brother was the zombie, and my two friend, my friend was one of them, Blake was filming, and the other one, Griffin, was, um, he was the other survivor, so we all did that by ourselves, even though probably not that good for a bunch of 12-year-olds and a 10-year-old, uh, trying to make a film, but I think for a first go, we kind of did okay, but not that much. Thanks, bye. <laughs> Isn't that the plot of Super 8? <laughs> hey, that's awesome, man. Keep keep making them, though. That's how you learn is by, by messing up. I mean, we we didn't come up with all this podcasting gold just, you know, without any practice. We all went to podcasting school. Yeah. And we, made, and we did a lot of podcasts we weren't proud of. Yeah, go, go back and listen. But now, but now we're smooth season professionals. Yeah, so. go back and listen to uh, who watches, who reads The Watchmen. Uh, oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> we also record about seven hours of material per, per episode and then just edit all the bad stuff out. Yeah. No. And Jordan doesn't actually exist. He's an AI that we came up with. <laughs> yeah, no one could be quite this stupid. <laughs> um, Jack did link a video on Twitter at some point. I don't know if this is the same movie that he's talking about, but if it's not, if this is a new movie, Jack, why don't you email us or shoot a message over to the Twitter, and I'm sure we could find a way to get it linked up on the site or something. I'm sure lots of people would like to see your first zombie movie attempt with uh, 12-year-olds and a 10-year-old. Heck yeah, we'll put it up on the site. So before we get into the main feature of tonight's episode, we've got one more news story. Uh, this one is one we're cautiously optimistic about because we don't know for sure if it's going to happen. But director Edgar Wright, you may know him from Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, the television show Spaced. Uh, so very well acquainted with zombies, of course. He was being interviewed. Oh, and of course, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. How could we forget that one? He was being interviewed recently by the magazine Collider, and he was asked, hey, would you ever be interested in directing an episode of Walking Dead? And he surprised them by replying back that he's already been asked by Frank Darabont to direct an episode. So we think that would be awesome. But uh, Mr. Wright said that he doesn't really want to mess things up. He didn't say no for sure that we know yet, but um, it's not a definite that it's going to happen. It's not even necessarily likely, but... If you want Edgar Wright to direct an episode of Walking Dead, uh, let him know on Twitter or something, because I think it would be kind of awesome. Very. Give us Simon Pegg and Nick Frost cameo as zombies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's also going to be directing Ant-Man coming up in the future, so that would be kind of awesome. Hopefully, it involves the irredeemable version. And there's your connection. If he does the irredeemable Kirkman Ant-Man version, that will get them talking. Oh, that's true. And, I didn't even think about that. Well, you're a dumb AI, and I'm smarter. <laughs> <laughs> we did program him on our Tandy 8000. Circuits malfunctioning. Circuits malfunctioning. We wrote his program in Fortran. <laughs> but well, anyway, John, I believe you have our main feature for tonight. Yes, I am holding the Blu-ray Walking Dead Complete First Season, which came out on March 8th, I believe it was. I was not able to watch all of the special features, I'm not going to lie. We will talk about some of them that were 
repeats of things that came out on the internet earlier as well. Anyway, but uh, I do want to say as a complete DVD set, it's only a two-disc set, but I was pretty happy. Number one, I was happy with the price. To, to be able to get it at twenty two ninety nine for the Blu-ray, I think the DVD set was right around there. Jordan, what did you pay for the standard? I uh, paid nineteen ninety six, I believe, so right around there, yeah. Right, so basically... For the price that new release movies go for, you know, where you're getting maybe two hours of movie, for around the same price, you're getting over six hours of a television show, which is great. I was happy to see that. Originally, I think it was like MSRP'd at like $37.99 or something like that. Um, yeah, but you can never trust the MSRP. Right, but still, the, the, the twenty two ninety nine was like 42 or 3% off, which is a pretty good discount right off the bat um so that was cool we're gonna get into each of the features here and just kind of run them down russ were you able to watch most of them all of them some of them none of them yeah i watched um i did watch most of them if if not all of them to actually um i i I watched the kind of making of season one i watched the little vignettes they had on each episode i watched the greg nicotero zombie makeup tutorial and that the Robert, pretty cool. Yeah, and then the Robert Kirkman tour or whatever of of The Walking Dead. Did anything stand out to you? as? Uh, what, what did you think in general? Did you like them? Did you think they were kind of fluff for a DVD set? Or um, I liked them. I, I definitely liked the extended feature. It was like, I don't know, 30 minutes, I guess. Um, better than the individual episode ones. Although it was nice that they focused on each, each episode, but... It seemed like a lot of rehash, um, even though it wasn't you know, explicitly copied from the little 30-minute feature. But there seemed to be a lot of um, you know, rehash of the same, you know, relating the same types of stories and, and things like that the half-hour feature did. I, I really thought the Greg Nicotero uh, zombie makeup tip deal was pretty cool, you know, just because it was a little, a little looser and, and just showing those techniques. And they used only stuff that you could find in your house. So this wasn't, you know, crazy latex, you know, face molds with the straws up the nose and all that kind of stuff. It was literally stuff that you could find um, in and around the house to use to make yourself up lo- look like a zombie. So that was that was pretty cool. The um the convention panel that's on the DVD set is that from New York Comic Con from last year? No, we still hold the exclusive on the New York Comic Con panel. That's the uh, that's, <laughs> that's actually San the San Diego panel. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch that. Um, I didn't I didn't catch that. I had actually already seen all of the panel online, so I, I skipped that one as well. But I watched all the new stuff. I thought it was good. I I've always want more special features than are provided, of course. But I thought, you know, for 20 bucks, you know, plus the six episodes, it was a pretty decent amount of special features. Yeah, definitely a, a good variety here. Um, the Zombie School, I believe, was online as well, which is kind of a funny little bit, how they're showing all the extras how to shamble. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, shamble along like zombies. Uh, the Bicycle Girl is another feature that I believe we saw online. About half of this stuff was online. All the individual episode stuff you got for free when you bought the episode or when you got a season pass on iTunes. Um, I believe they also put them up on the AMC website. Yeah, a lot of the smaller stuff was was old. The making of The Walking Dead, that 35-minute or so one, that was very good. And that one wasn't available online at all that I'm aware of. Right, right. I, I didn't watch um, the bit with Steven Yoon, um, who plays Glenn, of course. I didn't watch Inside Dale's RV. 
and I didn't watch on the set with Andrew Lincoln. So I think was, those three were my favorite too. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, they were they were all kind of funny and tongue in cheek. It it was funny that they have the featurette that says on the set with Robert Kirkman, and it's it's a short featurette, and it's literally bookended by Robert Kirkman. So you get him for like. 10 seconds in the beginning and then like 10 seconds in the end. Um, and he appears like nowhere in the middle. <laughs> it's kind of funny. John, that's the one we had as a sizzle reel, right? On the website. Yeah, that's what I was about to, uh, Jordan and I were kind of speaking off air before Russ. The beginning of that is that Robert Kirkman in the pile of dead bodies. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's the sizzle reel that AMC sent out for New York comic con. Uh, we had that on the website as well when we were just starting up. Same time frame as like our first couple of episodes, so that's that's pretty cool. What's the deal with the RV? Is it like a three D like look inside the? No, it's uh, Dale goes inside the RV with a cameraman, and kind of, I, I think he was mostly in character. Um, he goes in, he points out some of the books on the shelves, um, some of the different pieces inside. He talks about the upholstery, how it's all vintage and uh, and all that kind of stuff. He goes through the, some of the closets. It's it's all tongue and like I said, tongue in cheek. And uh, mostly in character, but it was fun stuff. The the bicycle girl bit was pretty cool because they actually talk about what their plan was for doing that. And they didn't want to just do it as digging a trench and having somebody wear like a prosthetic and having to film it at exactly the right angle. So you got to see the, the actress that they had with the um, kind of blue leotard from the waist down. And, uh, you know, we got to see a little bit of the composite shot and the CG shot, shot they overlaid. And that was that was pretty cool um, to see. You know just how much detail, and again, how much money you know they spent to do that bit of it, you know, for the show. There was a lot. Um, even though Darabont only directed the first episode, there was a lot of of talk with uh, Frank Darabont, which I thought was really cool um, because he talks about you know kind of the genesis of you know where you know when he first heard of the book and heard you know, that Kirkman wrote it, you know, how interested he was in it and, and, you know, how gung-ho he was to do it. And he had a lot of things to say about each and every episode, even though, I mean, I know he's producer on, on the show, but even though he didn't direct the other ones, he had a lot of to say, which again, it kind of reinforces the fact that he had a lot of input in the show, which I think oh, yeah, he's thing. the, he's the showrunner for it. I mean, he oh. is in charge of everything. Right. But you know, sometimes I guess you hear that a lot in certain shows, but when they have certain directors on, I, I, I look back to a lot of the Stargate stuff. I mean, you had a couple showrunners, um, but there were a couple high-powered directors that they would put on that did a lot of the Stargate stuff, and they you could really tell their hand in the show more so than than everybody else. So it was kind of cool to see that, like you said, Jordan, he is the showrunner. He is really intimately involved with with every aspect of the show. Um, and there's a lot from Gail Ann Hurd, so that was cool, too, uh, to hear her, her bits on, on that. Um, and then the actors. So is there anything you think was, like, severely missing from this DVD or Blu-ray set? Um, I, I'd like to mention real quick, like I said, when they had the Walking Dead Marathon AMC, they had a really good roundtable with uh, Darabont, uh, Hurd, and Kirkman, and that's not on here. And I, also, I was wondering, is the motion comic even available in a DVD format? I think it's only available online, right? Yeah, I'd say the motion comic was definitely something that I was hoping would be included. I don't even know how far they've gone with that. I think they just did the first issue. It's very possible. More than that. Yeah, and the only thing I think that I really missed, I mean, the motion comic would have been a great bonus, but uh, no commentary tracks. No. Yeah. I got to agree with you there. I'm a huge commentary fan, and it's, it's a shame not to get any of that here. Yeah, I would have liked to heard definitely Darabont, Galen Hurd, and Kirkman. 
And of course, you know, the cast is always good to hear what they've kind of gone through and stuff. And another thing, another special feature that's kind of missing, they had talked about in the beginning and they never confirmed it, but they talked about doing the pilot episode at least where you could watch it in black and white because uh, Darabont did that on the DVD for, I guess it was The Mist that he made. You could watch the movie in black and white as well. It's not on here. It would have kind of been nice. I don't think it's necessarily missing. You know, it's kind of one of those things I might watch it once and then never again. But uh, it w- it would have been nice. And there's no teaser for season two at all. Well, I mean, they they have just started going back into the writers' room as of like last week, so there's nothing for them to say quite yet. Or there's definitely no footage. Yeah, I mean, this but, was this was pretty quick turnaround. Um, oh, I yeah. mean, I know it was only a, a six uh, episode season, so that made it easier, of course, to get the DVD set out. But you usually don't get a set for a previous season until they're gearing up to, you know, they, they want you to finish watching that first season right when season two starts up on TV type of thing. Well, um, plus they get, to, they get to half the money they spend on advertising. You just advertise season two and season one on DVD out now, you know. Right. So now they've got to spend double that amount of money. Yeah. Speaking of season two, though, John, and I don't know if this is the case for everybody because you've got the Blu-ray. I have the DVD. Does your Blu-ray slipcover have a sticker saying new season fall 2011 on it? Yes, it does. Yes. Well, there was that for sure. But then also I, something I don't know if I was necessarily annoyed by, but I was definitely intrigued and I definitely noticed it on the DVD menus, which we should mention that the main menu is actually pretty cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Anytime you go to the special features or you click through the special features, there is an interstitial uh, menu frame saying, don't forget to check out season two and fall 11. Have you ever seen that on a DVD menu ever? No. I, no, I thought I that was see very that on the Blu-ray. It's not on the Blu-ray? I didn't see that on the Blu-ray, no. Oh, interesting. But I, I kind of went, went straight to the features and didn't give it a lot of time to pause. I, I will say one of the things, and this is – this has nothing to do with actual disc content, but I will say this: there's something that was included, at least in the Blu-ray. I'm not sure if it was done in the DVD, but I'm sure it was, that every freaking comic release movie um, or TV show or whatever needs to do. And that's a little one-page insert that says, The Walking Dead, catch up on the comic that inspired that hit AMC series. All 13 volumes of The Walking Dead are available now with many more on the way. Yep. And then it, it points you to the comic shop locator, the 1-800 number, um, and everything. And I was like, you know, here we go. This is exactly – and then on the back even, to, to, to add more to it, on the back of this insert, is links to, to Kirkman's Invincible and the Astounding Wolfman as well as Battle Pope. Battle Pope. <laughs> and some of his, uh, his other stuff. So, you know, again, this is something that, that they all should be doing um, to help, you know, help this out. Yeah, and, and the, they had that in the DVD set for sure. They also had another uh, insert that has the, the cover image, the poster image on one side, and then a do they have Walker disease, uh, CDC-style Q&A pamphlet, you know, violent outbursts, loss of memory and speech, loss of coordination. You know, if you f- see someone around this, contact the authorities type deal. So that was kind of fun as well. And the actual DVD designs are pretty cool. They are – one is of the cast – and one is of the zombie, the, the background actors of the zombies, which is nice. Is that the same for the Blu-ray? Yes. And My- uh, we also get a big shot of Buster on the menu, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Yes. The, all, all the kind of hero zombies show up in a pretty cool way. My only real complaint about the DVD set 
isn't specific to this set. It's it's something that's in general, and I don't I don't think this has gone over to Blu-ray yet, but it may have. This is in one of those new eco-friendly DVD cases. And look, I'm all for protecting the environment, but whoever designed these, why is the one portion of the D- of the case that is no longer protected by plastic the part that covers the actual disc? I, I don't understand that. Do you-, you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they have the oh, cutouts, yeah. right? Yeah. They- they're using less plastic, basically. Yeah, there's a cutout on the bottom of a disc and on the top of the disc. Everywhere else that you don't need to actually protect everything, solid plastic. But the one portion that I care about is wide open to being punctured or scratched or anything that could happen through the, through the wide open spaces there of the case. One more reason to go digital, Jordan. Exactly. Well, on this one, I double dipped. This this is the first time I've ever done that. I have the entire season on iTunes in HD, and then I have uh, the DVD set here. I think uh, Brad did the same thing. He has the uh, the iTunes, and then he also has the uh, the Blu-ray set. The wonderful world of double dipping. <laughs> all right, so I'm just going to read all of the features here. To kind of wrap things up, just to, to give everybody an idea what's included in the set, if you're thinking about picking it up, bonus features listed. The Making of the Walking Dead, Inside the Walking Dead, Episodes 1 through 6, Sneak Peek with Robert Kirkman, Behind the Scenes Zombie Makeup Tips, Convention Panel with Producers, and The Walking Dead Trailer. Now, I guess this is like the long trailer. I know there were a lot of mini trailers that we saw for a while that they were showing during like their other television shows. This may actually be, and I'm pretty sure it is because I watched it. I'm just blanking now on the exact content. I think it's the trailer they released for the DVD. So it's actually got footage from the entire season. Gotcha. But it was a well-put-together trailer. Very emotional. Has a lot of the great lines from season one. Anything that was quotable pretty much is going to be in that trailer. So it's a a good, good mix of quotes and headshots. And for extra footage, we have Zombie School, Bicycle Girl, on the set with Robert Kirkman, hanging with Steven Yun. Inside Dale's RV and on the set with Andrew Lincoln. So a nice package all in all. Again, the price was pretty reasonable. And, you know, we needed to find a way to get us through to October. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the only, like we said before, the only nitpick I would say is um, episode commentary. But again, for, for 22 bucks on Blu-ray, uh, you know, I think the episodes alone, even if they were bare bones, would be worth 20 bucks for, you know, six, almost six and a half hours worth of... Uh, you know, worth of episode content. One of the things I was curious for, and I didn't notice it in the first episode, and I'm not sure if it even happens in the second, is I know with Breaking Bad, I'm not sure how it goes with Mad Men, but I know Breaking Bad, when you, the the DVD or the Blu-ray versions of that series are mostly unrated. So the language is even more amped up, and some of the um, adult situations, uh, so to speak, are there um, more so than when they were played on TV. And uh, I, I didn't notice that they had done that for, for this. So That's a good question. I haven't gone back and actually watched any episodes yet. But if any of our listeners know, definitely write in or tweet us or leave us a voicemail to uh, give us that information. It is listed as, uh, as not rated. One thing that we did want to announce as we bitch about not having commentaries for, <laughs> for this set, uh, we're going to be doing some commentaries, aren't we? That, that's why they didn't put commentaries on there. They were letting us do it. Right they now, if we, we can were... only get on that little insert with the comic books for next season, yeah, <laughs> we'll raid a Walmart and just slip in our own uh, our own uh, inserts. So basically, the idea is this: for our next show in March, we are going to be treated by our very own Jordan and Russell. They're going to do a little AMC. What shall we call it? An introspective. 
introspective, retrospective, extravaganza, uh, spectacular. They're going to be looking at the other AMC shows <laughs> on, on that and We're going to be using lots of adverbs and adjectives. Right, so that'll be cool. Uh, then we're going to come back in April, and we're, we are going to begin our commentary episodes for each episode of The Walking Dead Season 1. So in April, we're going to do the pilot. We are going to tell you when to press play on your DVD set or your iTunes movie, and we are going to uh, have a conversation while you're trying to watch the movie and hopefully hopefully fill in the, uh, the gaps that were left by the lack of a commentary track on the DVD. We're going to do that once a month, and that should get us through, I don't know, what's six months from now, September? Yep. Which will have us all ready for season two. And our other shows for the month will be... I think we're going to do spotlight episodes on the major actors and people involved with The Walking Dead. So maybe we'll do a Michael Rooker show and kind of talk about all the different works he's done. Maybe we'll do a Frank Darabont show and kind of cover all of the projects he's been involved with. And the one, of course, that everybody out there in Twitter land is waiting for is the Norman Reedus episode. I sent out a message on Twitter asking if any of our lovely Norman Reedus fans would like to join us on that show, and I was overwhelmed by the response. We got dozens of direct messages asking to be on the show. So here's the deal. Send an email to comments at walkingdeadtv.com and tell us why you should get to be on the Norman Reedus extravaganza episode. And uh, we'll look those over, and we'll pick maybe the best one, maybe two. Who knows how we'll set it up. But we'd like to hear from you, and uh, that's how we're going to do it. So send your explanation or your, hmm, what should we say, your resume, your Norman Reedus craziness resume to... Your Norman Reedus credentials. Very good. To comments at walkingdeadtv.com. So that about does it for this episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast. Don't forget, you can leave us a voicemail at 516-468-7912. You can send us an email at comments at walkingdeadtv.com. Don't forget to check out Half Hour Wasted on Mondays and the Legion of Dudes podcast on Thursdays at hhwlod.com. Don't forget to check out Media Minutes, our five-minute or less media review show. You can subscribe to all of those shows at hhwlod.com or through iTunes. Don't forget to check out our Facebook groups for the Legion of Dudes, Half Hour Wasted, Walking Dead, and Media Minutes. And you can follow us on Twitter at WDTV Podcast and at hhwlod underscore network. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, Jim, there's no more important task for a new parent than to prepare the progeny for the inevitable zompocalypse. Have a good week. Later. Later.
I hear that everyone loves a terrier. Is that true? Um, God loves a terrier. Yeah. Is that what the line was? <laughs> it was not are my you, intent. Are to you referencing Dustin's show? I, I most certainly am, sir. God loves a terrier. Well, God lo- does love a terrier, and I love a terrier as well. But a wear terrier, that's another question. It's even more awesome. In your pants? <laughs> but uh, oh! <laughs> I was trying to be uh, polite. Oh, got to have something to cut. She's a, clo- she's a close second right now in my pants and my heart. There were some risque scenes. She could give me a physical if she wanted. <laughs> I hope Brad doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> Blooper. He was going to be filming his own zombie. Uh, zombie? Jordan. Ah, you weren't talking, so I figured it would work. College kids on spring break belching and painting their faces. I remember my first beer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm so angry at Daredevil, but that's another podcast. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sad. I'm Daredevil, but I have a demon, so I'm walking away, and I have to keep myself very under the radar. Oh, wait, somebody's getting beat up. I'm going to jump in there and attack all of them, and nobody will figure it out. Zompocalypse. (laughs) Zompocalypse.